It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In the words of Kevin Weeks, breaking news, breaking news. The New Jersey Devils have made a blockbuster deal, and they got their guy. Timo Meyer is a New Jersey Devil. And I had a chance to speak with Timo Meyer during his media availability, and I asked him a couple of questions in regards to which line is he going to play on and what's the potential for this team now that he's added to the mix. Yes, you heard that correctly. And I also have a jam-packed three-way crossover with Jim Beringer and also Jake Wakely. There's a lot to talk about in this Timo Meyer special. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey club and play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. We have a jam-packed episode, so let's get right into it. Tom Fitzgerald was able to do the unthinkable. He was able to get Timo Meyer from the San Jose Sharks organization, and let me tell you who he did not have to give up. He didn't have to give up Dawson Mercer. He didn't have to give up Yegor Sharangovich. He didn't have to give up Shimon Nemetz. He didn't have to give up Luke Hughes. He didn't have to give up Alexander Holtz. So who did he have to give up? We'll talk about that momentarily. But my initial reactions when this took place was, fun fact, I was actually recording part of the episode alongside with Jim Beringer and also Jake Wakely. So towards the end of it, we were just like, oh, no, this is, like, officially official now because when we first began, uh, we we weren't really sure, like, what the uh, return was to the San Jose Sharks organization, and we were speculating, like, was it Dawson Mercer? Was it Alexander Holtz? What was the scenario? What was the case? But we were just hearing initial reports saying Fabian Zetterlin might have been involved, obviously that first-round draft pick in this year's NHL draft, and what more did the devil sacrifice to the San Jose Sharks organization? So I just want to say... Tom Fitzgerald, you need to take a bow. Phenomenal job with handling, probably getting one of the biggest names available in the trade market in Timo Meyer. Tom Fitzgerald, once again, just shifted this Devils culture overnight. And the Devils were already having a fantastic year because the Devils are primed to make the playoffs. And if and when they do make the playoffs, which is the most likely uh, scenario, They've already exceeded expectations because what's the one thing I've been saying many times on this show? I said the New Jersey Devils, their expectations going into the season, a lot of people were projecting for them to be a lottery team. A lot of people were projecting for them to be irrelevant. A lot of people were underestimating the overall development of Jack Hughes. But during the course of the year, they go on that 13-game win streak. They struggle in December. They start to pick it back up a little bit. Jack Hughes is getting his name into the Hart Memorial Trophy race. Is he going to win? Probably not. Vitek Vancheck has improved. Dougie Hamilton has improved. Jesper Bratt and Nico Heischer have had their big moments as well. And uh, Lindy Ruff is right now in the running for the Jack Adams Trophy. So this Devils team was already primed for a great season. And getting Timo Meyer 
it just shifts it once again overnight in a good way because Timo Meyer, he is able to put up big goals. He's able to put up big points. And speaking of big, he's a big guy out there. He's not little like Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer or some of our other players. He actually adds size to our forwards. And similar to like Miles Wood and Nathan Bastion, he likes to just poke at his uh, opponents a little bit. He likes to get underneath their skin. He likes to ruffle their feathers. He likes to stand in front of the net. He likes to get those redirect goals. He's not afraid to do the dirty work. So getting Timo Meyer was just a great get for Tom Fitzgerald. And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I had my doubts, especially what happened during the course of the offseason for the Devils. I didn't think that getting Timo Meyer was realistic despite everything that was happening because we saw the Carolina Hurricanes. They dropped out of the race. We saw uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. They elected to get Barbashev. We looked at the Toronto Maple Leafs. They elected to get Ryan O'Reilly. Vladimir Tarasenko made his way to the Rangers. Bo Horvat made his way to the New York Islanders. So overall, I was just thinking, like, despite these domino pieces falling and all these backup options for the Devils just falling through, I didn't think it was uh, plausible for them to get Timo Meyer. I was like, I'll believe it when I see it. And when the initial reports came out, I was like, I, I don't believe it. So I want to believe it, but at the same time, I, I, I can't believe it because I'm so stunned right now. I'm so excited for this team. And now it just raises the overall question. How much further can this team go come the playoffs? I don't want to get ahead of myself. But at the same time, it just piques my curiosity just a little bit because can they make it past the first round? Man, you know what? Screw that. Can they make it to the Stanley Cup, wherever the case might be? That's a discussion we're going to have for a future episode. But let's look at the trade package, shall we? So the New Jersey Devils, they were able to get Timo Meyer. Obviously, that was the bread and butter of this whole ordeal. They also get Scott Harrington, uh, seventh and eighth defenseman type of vibe for Harrington. I don't really expect much from him, but I think the overall thing, why he was a throw-in was just to help with the logistics of the trade, whether it's from a financial standpoint or maybe a roster standpoint. It was a little bit of a random uh, move, especially since it was – teased saying that uh, the Devils were going to get another player from the San Jose Sharks. So just a little confused, but nonetheless, the Devils were also able to get a few other players. They got Santeri Hataka. They got Timur Ibrahimov, Zach Iman, and they also got Colorado's 2024 fifth round selection. And in exchange, they give up their 2023 first round selection, their conditional 2024 first round selection. So Basically, all you need to know for that uh, conditional first-round selection uh, given to uh, the San Jose Sharks is basically a heavily protected second round because uh, here's the logistics. If the New Jersey Devils make the Eastern Conference Finals this year and then they completely flop next year, it's a top-10 protected. So I don't anticipate for the Devils to crash and burn come next year. So uh, there's that. And also, like, if, if the Devils make the Eastern Conference Finals this year and then next year, then that turns into a first-round draft pick. So basically there's a lot of logistics for that pick, but basically the end-all, be-all is that it's a heavily protected second-round pick. And then uh, when we're looking at players, they gave up Shakir Mukama-Doolin, Fabian Zetterlin, Nikita Ohotuk, Andreas Johnson, and the 2024 seventh-round selection. So what's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. 
And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Tom Fitzgerald, I think he fleeced the San Jose Sharks because when you look at Shakir Mukhamadoulin, he's still in Russia playing in the KHL. Fabian Zellin is the only NHL player that was included in the package for Timo Meyer. Nikito Holtuk, he's had a cup of coffee in the NHL, and obviously I love his big body. I love his uh, his physicality, his overall aggression. But at the same time, uh, when it comes to like putting up points or uh, overall production elsewhere, he kind of falls short in it. But when the Devils brought up, him up to the NHL, I was just like, his overall mindset, just play aggressive. And then Andreas Johnson, that's more of a cap dump. And 2024 seventh-round selection is just basically a throw-in. So there's your package for Timo Meyer. And like I said, Devils didn't have to sacrifice the likes of Luke Hughes, Shimon Nemetz, Dawson Mercer, Yegor Sharangovich, and surprisingly, not Alexander Holt. So I was able to ask Timo Meyer a couple questions during his media availability. I asked him uh, what what's the overall goal for the New Jersey Devils now that he's added to the roster and how much potential that they have since he's added into the mix now because he said that he's been following along with the Devils during the course of this year, and he's acknowledged that they have improved, especially with uh, Jack Hughes uh, taking leaps and bounds of improvement, Nico Keisher, his buddy, Jesper Brad, Vitek Vanacek, Dougie Hamilton, basically all the players that I have listed so far at the beginning of this episode. So he's been following along closely, and here's what he had to say, Timo uh, I wanted to uh, welcome you once again to New Jersey. Um, my first question for you is that I you talked about how you've been following with the Devils organization and obviously how good some of the players have been, especially Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and Jesper Bratt. Now that you're added to the roster, I would like to hear uh, some of the goals that you have for this team, like how much more potential do you think this um, roster has now that you're added to the mix? <clears throat> Thank you. Um, yeah, I think the, the goal for me is obviously, uh, you know, you, you want to get to know your teammates first. And then I think, you know, for this for this team, uh, you know, sky's the limit. And you just try to, for me, Percy, go go in there and, 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 and start working. And, and that they got a great thing going. So, you know, the season gets gets harder and harder and you got to be able to to raise your game at this time of the year and uh, you know teams you know teams are loading up teams are getting better so I think this is this is the best time of the year coming up but closer to the playoffs and then obviously the playoffs so that's where you know the best comes out of, out of teams and and you got to be able to the race of these occasions so I'm really looking forward to you know face that challenge with this new team and, and you know a super super talented squad now a lot of people are asking which line is he going to play on? Is he going to play on the Jack Hughes line? Is he going to play on the Nico Heischer line? I also asked him that, and here was his response. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of discussion as to where you'll play uh, amongst uh, some of the lines. Uh, has Lindy Ruff uh, reached out to you in regards to, like, who you might be paired alongside with? Obviously, it could be your buddy Nico Heischer, could be Jack Hughes. Do you 
uh, have any word on that uh, at this point? Um, I've, I've talked to Lindy, but there hasn't been any, any chat about lines and, and all that stuff. For me, it's uh, first to focus, to get healthy and uh, they got, yeah, so many, so many good players. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to play whoever uh, I'm going to be playing with. Uh, I got plenty, plenty of good guys there. So yeah, that's, uh, that's nothing we've talked about yet. All right. Thank you. And uh, once again, welcome to New Jersey. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. So his main priority is to get healthy and don't worry. It's day to day. He's just trying to go through the motions. He'll join the team when uh, they go off to Colorado to play the avalanche. So uh, Timo Meyer, it's nothing to be concerned about, but I'm really excited for Timo Meyer. I'm really excited to see what he does in a devil sweater, but uh, there's just so much that I said, there's so much to discuss. So I told you guys it was going to be a jam packed episode. So I'm bringing in Jim Berenger and also Jake Wakely to discuss this whole trade ordeal. And when we recorded this episode, we knew that Timo Meyer was coming to the Devils organization. However, we didn't know what the return package was during the course of the recording until uh, towards the end of it, when everything started to become more official and we started to like see like, okay, here's what the Devils are giving up. So every emotion you see during the course of the discussion is raw emotion shortly after everything took place. So I hope you guys enjoyed this three-way crossover. I hope you enjoyed the sound bites I was able to get from Timo Meyer. So without further ado, let's bring in Jim and Jake and let's discuss Timo Meyer on the Devils organization. Take it away. Yeah, Timo Meyer's a devil. So uh, your first time being on Locked On Devils, um, want to welcome you in. And uh, Jake, I want to hear your thoughts. Like, what was going through your mind when you see like Elliot Friedman and all of them saying Timo Meyer is going to the New Jersey Devils because ESPN and SportsCenter now just tweeted about it. So it's kind of officially official. But at this time, we do not know what the New Jersey Devils gave up. Okay, so before Jim steps in here, uh, before I stepped in here to record this with you, uh, Elliot Friedman was just on uh, the thing, and uh, actually he just tweeted, uh, one of the players involved, not a major piece, is injured, so the two teams are sorting it out, so hence why it hasn't happened yet. Okay, Jim, welcome to Lockdown Devils. Like I said, your first time appearing on the show, and you're kind of filling in the place for Jersey Joe because, like I said, Moments ago, Jersey Joe is traveling, but I want to get your thoughts. Like, what's what what was going through your mind when you heard that Timo Meyer was joining the Devils organization? Well, Trey, first off, thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure. Your show is a great show, Locked On Devils. Listen to it all the time. Um, pleasure to be here. Uh, first thing that went through my mind is it it's finally happening. We've heard for months, been talking to some people for months about this and we've all agreed that Timo Meyer was the best fit for the New Jersey Devils. They needed a top six forward. There were other options out there, but Timo Meyer made the most sense. And when you saw the tweets start coming through, it, you're like, Oh my God, is this actually happening? And now we're just waiting for the return. Um, you know, obviously most likely a 2023 first round pick is going to be involved in this thing. I mean, it can't be, you're not giving up a draft pick without that. I mean, that that's probably a starter. We always knew it was three assets, maybe more. Um, but the fact that you're getting Meyer to this squad after what we saw on Saturday against the Flyers only enhances their chances when they get to the playoffs. 
Absolutely. And we, we just saw like Nico Heischer have like a big smile on his face <laughs> when he was um, when, when it was announced, he was one of the three stars of the game, because I think Timo Meyer and also Jonas Siegenthaler, because he did an interview post game with Ryan Ovazinski of NJ.com, who's also a friend of the show. Um, he uh, Ryan basically said that um, Jonas Siegenthaler also said it would be really cool if Timo Meyer was a New Jersey devil. So, and I think both those players knew that Timo Meyer was on the way. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you know, we saw a lot yesterday, um, a lot of the insiders and, you know, I'm not going to say I'm the, a true insider. I call myself an outsider, a fans insider, but you didn't, you knew that trade wasn't going down yesterday because of Patrick Marlowe. Yeah. I knew I that. But <laughs> before you continue, I want to say yeah. I have full respect to the San Jose Sharks organization mm-hmm. for waiting for after Patrick Marlowe's jersey retirement because obviously that's a big deal for that organization and they don't want it to be hindered by the Timo Meyer trade because that's more people are going to be talking about that than they're going to be talking about Patrick Marlowe's uh, jersey retirement with all the respect. But it, it, but still, it happened the day after. So we're talking like just not even 24 hours, Ooh. just a few just a few hours after, like after midnight, but you know, it is what it is. But um, yeah, so full respect to the San Jose Sharks organization for doing that. But so where do you see Timo Meyer sliding in? Because a lot of people say he should be on Jack Hughes's line because Jack Hughes is obviously our best player. However, he already has that uh, connection with Nico Heischer because obviously they're both uh, uh, Swiss players. So it's just like you can have that Swiss cheese line as I as I've been calling it the last few months. So why don't you slide Timo Meyer right next to Nico Heischer since they already have that chemistry from playing overseas together in the, the world championships, wherever the case might be. So I feel as though like Nico Heischer would be a better fit for uh, Timo Meyer. I hope you guys are enjoying this Timo Meyer special. But before we continue, I want to get you hip to a product that I use literally every day. So I started taking AG1 because I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be healthier. My body's a temple and I got to start treating it as such. So what is this stuff? Well, it's one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and abstinence to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. So it's lifestyle is friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing that's best about Athletic Greens is that use best of the best products based on the latest science and with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out after your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now, I know one of your New Year's resolutions is to eat a little healthier like we just did with AG1. However, I'm going to get you hip to another product that I really like, and it's our friends at Built Bar, an OG sponsor of Locked On. So looking for a delicious treat but don't want all that fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. So I know you got through the holidays, and like I said, you got to start eating a little healthier, so you got to try Built. 
with built healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think that they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but somehow, some way, it's only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head over to the nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So don't hesitate. Get your Built Bars right now. Speaking of hesitating, let's not hesitate any longer. Let's get back to this Timo Meyer special with Jake and Jim. So, Double J, let's take it away once again. That's a great point. I mean, the problem is that top line's rolling right now. I mean, Dawson Mercer's on fire with Nico Heischer and Tomas Tatar. I, you know, if you're bringing a guy like Meyer, he can slot either with Heischer or Hughes. I think Hughes right now would need the, the scoring winger. Let's be honest. I mean, Brat and Hughes have a great connection. You throw Meyer on that line, now you have a deadly top two lines. And if things don't work out, you can always split those guys up because obviously Sharon Govich hasn't really done what he's supposed to do this year. No fault to his own. It's just, you know, Lindy Ruff's changing the lineup a lot. He a lot does. Of line combinates. Yegor Sharon Govich does well when he's with Jack Hughes. That's the thing. Yeah. And my overall X factor for him, you say you listen to my show. Well, the, the thing I've been saying about Yegor Sharon Govich for the past year or so, can he do well without Jack Hughes? That's my overall thing because he's very yeah. Strange. I mean, I think he can, but again, it's the right players you got to play him with. And again, we still don't know who's a part of this deal, what roster players going over. The reports are Zetterlin, maybe a first round pick, could be Sharon Govich as well. Who knows? But Meyer can fit anywhere in this top six. You could yeah, play him so with Heischer. I don't mean to interrupt or, you, but uh, no. Jake Jake actually sent me this DM before we hit record. So according to Shana, who is a part of the Too Much uh, Too Too Many Men on the Ice podcast and also uh, covers the NHL for the Athletic, she says 2023 first rounder plus Zetterlin look to be part of this Devils return from Meyer. However, she did put this disclaimer: there's more to this. Please hold. And she said that about 40 minutes ago. Yeah. So again, if it's Zetterlin, it's a tough loss. He'd been playing well, but kind of indicator was his healthy scratch last night. I mean, right before the game, Bastion goes in. That was kind of an indicator. Maybe he was part of this deal. But again, going back to Meyer, I like, you know, I just like this acquisition. And, you know, you can slide him anywhere in this lineup, but I have to agree with you. You put him on that top line when he's here. Man, that combination that that they had at the World Championships, unbelievable. Jake, I want to get your thoughts. So, where do you see Timo Meyer sliding in? I'm a, I'm a Jim on this one. Uh, I think you can put Timo Meyer just about anywhere. Like he can play left wing, he can play right wing. Um, I think for now you put him with Jack Hughes, just like Jim said, because that top line is rolling right now, and Dawson Mercer's on absolute fire right now, and you obviously you don't want to break that up. Um, it allows Andre Pilat to move down to the third line, kind of to give you, um, I know you don't want to pay $5 million for a third line player, but 
when your lineup is that deep, then and that seems to be the going like cost nowadays to get players. You got to overpay on the market, but um, it just goes to show you how much deeper this team is. Um, moving forward, and obviously Timo's not a rental, so they're obviously going to work at getting him signed long-term. They want yeah, him just, part of the core. Just want to put this out there. Um, I think what's taking this deal so long to become official, I think the Devils are looking for that third team to get involved, so that way you can start the negotiation process for extending Timo Meyer. But at the same time, people are forgetting Jesper Bratt will become will also become a restricted free agent. So I think the the mindset is like, Get another third team involved, so that way it's a little easier to re-sign both players long-term. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Jim Jim's uh, Jim's better at that kind of stuff, so he can probably uh, clarify all that kind of stuff a little bit more. But yeah, I like I like the addition of Timo Meyer. I think the Devils, you know, they've they've Jim and I have talked about this a lot um, off air um, behind the scenes that you know the Devils took swings at. You know, Debrinket, Fiala, Goudreau, um, Kachuk. Um, they missed, obviously, on all of them. And then finally, you know, and shortly after they missed on Kachuk and Goudreau, that Jim and I had a conversation and we said, you know what, like, it just makes too much sense. They're going to go after Timo Meyer now, like, they, they have to. And then we were just, we kind of were like, you know what, like, it makes 100% sense. Like, this has got to be the guy. And they got to get him. But can they close the deal? That was always the thing that the pair of us would come back to. The so Devils I, would be... No, go ahead. The Devils would be rumored in all these top players, but they can never close the deal. And here, it looks like they finally have, obviously. And then there's the curveball with the, the injury, but it doesn't sound like it's too big of a concern with um, whoever it is that has the injury. So, I mean, I think this is good for the Devils. The Eastern Conference is going to be an absolute friggin wagon come playoff time it's going to be a it's going to be fun to watch man boston's obviously they're the in my opinion them and tampa are the team to beat carolina's there i still don't i still think tampa and toronto is probably going to go seven i'd have a hard time seeing somebody get by boston uh even if the rangers get kane i still don't think they're gonna they're gonna make they're gonna make the stanley cup finals i mean igor shesterkin's good but they're uh they're having goaltending issues right now and you know, the Devils, their core is young, and this is only the first year. we got to remember come playoff time. So, like, they're building also for the future. Like, this team looks scary in a couple of years as they keep going. Like, they're going to – and they're scary now. Teams are going to hate to play them in the playoffs. Exactly. And, obviously, they went on that 13-game win streak uh, earlier. Jack Hughes seems to be coming into full fruition. Nico Heischer seems to have bra- broken out of his minor slump. Jesper Brad, he could put up some – Good production. Dougie Hamilton, great offensive defenseman to have. Try saying that 10 times fast. Vitek Vanacek, he's been great in between the pipes for uh, the Devils. There's just so many X factors that that are going the way of the New Jersey Devils. And you talked about how it made too much sense for Devils. So I just want to hit on some players that the Devils might have had their eyes on in case a deal for Timo Meyer fell through. So Bo Horvat, um, he was that was probably an option that the Devils had in mind for the Vancouver Canucks because their organization, let's face it, was going to hell, especially with what was going on with their head coaching situation. And it seemed like that they wanted to unload. So Bo Horvat uh, is on trade discussion and he's on trade watch. So what happens? He gets dealt to the New York Islanders. Vladimir Tarasenko, another player who was a question mark for the Devils. And I talked about it during the course of the summer. 
Tarasenko could have been a good top six addition for Devils because despite battling through injuries, despite uh, the St. Louis Blues, what, exposing him in the Seattle Kraken expansion draft, he rebounded nicely. And I was like, Tarasenko, I think that that's a gamble you can take, quite honestly. And then he goes to the New York Rangers. And then it was rumored that the Vegas Golden Knights were also interested in um, in Timo Meyer. But I was just like, okay, I... I what I, I get that Mark Stone is injured, but let's face it, their prospect pool is not good, and they're and they have no money to work with, like little to to work with. So, are, are they really going to put themselves into that situation where they're gutting their prospect pool even more, and they're like getting maxed out in money to their eyeballs, and then they get uh, Barbashev from the um, from the St. Louis Blues? So that was another option that. Jake and Jersey Joe and I discussed. And then the Carolina Hurricanes dropped out. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll get to you in a second, Jim. But the Carolina Hurricanes were rumored to get Timo Meyer, and they dropped out of the race. And they, I guess they just said they weren't interested anymore. And I was just like, this is the devil's deal to lose. Now, Jim, what you got to add to it? So, excuse me. So, Elliot Friedman just put this out. Andreas Janssen is, believe, is believed to be part of this deal going back to San Jose as well. So the okay. Devils are trying to clear some cap space. Uh, so going to Vegas, right? You hit the nail on the head. They don't have prospects. They didn't have prospects. They sent every first-round pick already in previous deals over the last couple of years out, out the window. They just sent a first-round pick from 2021 to St. Louis for Barbashev. Okay, they're out. Carolina, they were out last night. Oh, oh see... I, I, I forgot to mention, Toronto Maple Leafs were also interested, but mm-hmm. instead they go for Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, so once you saw the dominoes start to fall, it became clearer that New Jersey was the favorite and they were going to get him because, yeah, all these teams were involved, but we know Carolina and we know their ownership. Yeah, they weren't afraid to let him go after the year, but they were never going to resign him. And that was the thing. And they don't really have much money to play with either. Yeah, Vegas has Stone. Yeah, and Carolina has Pacioretty. But they were looking in other directions. And I don't think Meyer was going to fit what they needed to do. And like I said, their owner probably not going to sign the extension and probably not going to do the qualifying offer. So they may have to trade him again. Vegas, yeah, now they have Barbashev. They're probably going to make another move. But once that, fe- once that domino fell this morning, you knew all eyes were on New Jersey and Timo Meyer, and they're getting the deal done and they're going to get the job done. Like Jake said, you know, in the past, they may have not been able to close the deal. They were able to close the deal on Dougie Hamilton. Finally, now guys are starting to fall into place. You mentioned before, Trey, yes, for Brat, where's he falling into the structure? Because the Devils are going to want to have a tier system and, a, and an internal salary cap. We know Jack Hughes is at eight. We know Nico's what, seven? 7.25. Yeah, yeah 7.25. Where are guys going to fall in? You know, so, is Brack going to fall in the middle? Where's Meyer going to fall? Is he going to go above Jack or is he going to stay at Jack? That's where they're going to have to look at. See, and that's another issue that you brought up because I don't think the New Jersey Devils want to uh, pay Timo Meyer the $9 million annually because they don't want someone's contract to surpass Jack Hughes's. I think that's what their mindset. So they got to find, they got to compromise. They got to come into the middle. And also just for Brett, he might get like what, north of $6 million because I think he sees what Kevin Fiala got paid, 
He sees what Brock Besser got paid. So I think the the mindset for Jesper Bratt was that he wanted, or his agents wanted money in that ballpark. So I think Jesper Bratt will get $6 million annually, but for how long, we don't really know. It could be three years. It could be five years, but either way, I want Jesper Bratt to be a part of this organization for a long period of time, similar to Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Andre Palat, Dougie Hamilton, all of them, because he is vital. But now you get Timo Meyer, so it's just like it, you can't help but think, will the New Jersey Devils let Jesper Bratt walk during the free agency process, even though he is restricted? I don't think so. I think they're going to resign him. I think they can resign Meyer too, but like you said, where are they going to fall? Um, I I see Brad coming in around six, six and a half. I don't think you go more than that. I don't think you can go more than that. Um, Meyer's probably going to come in around Hughes, maybe a little less than that if he agrees to it. Um, so you have to see where everybody falls, but the devils have a nice nucleus going on. Don't forget on the back end, there's going to be some money coming off the book. So they're, they're going to be able to re-sign some guys. Not to mention they're going to, you know, how do we feel about Ryan Graves? He's going to be looking for a new contract as well. So they ha- definitely have some work this summer. But all eyes right now are on Timo Meyer and going into the playoffs and this stretch run towards the playoffs because they needed to do something with the teams around them acquiring assets like the Islanders, like the Rangers, especially the Rangers, because – that looks like it's going to be the first round matchup in the playoffs. Yeah. And, the goal- and I don't go ahead. And I don't think like we've talked about Jim, I don't before, I don't think uh, even if they are done, like the, they did their job, the devils did like they went out, they got their guy. Uh, they took a home run swing. They got it. But I, if they aren't done, like we've talked about, they need to, uh, they need to bring in a, maybe a bottom six piece here too, just to kind of shore it up a little bit. So, Jim, uh, we talked about this, Jake and I, briefly before you hopped on to this call. Um, so I had a reporter, like a Devils insider, message me privately. I won't uh, reveal their name. I won't reveal their association because it's not obviously officially done at the time it's recording. But I will say this person has appeared on my show before. Um, basically, w- the players that might be involved are Alexander Holtz, Fabian Zetterlin, that 2023 first-round draft pick, and Andreas Johnson, but Andreas would be a salary dump in in that sort of aspect. That makes sense. I mean, that was the deal I've been hearing from the start, uh, especially heading into the weekend. I forgot forgot to – Shakir Mukamadoulin. It's either going to be Fabian Zetterlin or Shakir Mukamadoulin, one of those players. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. It lines up to what I've been hearing and what I've been told as well along the way um, because the Devils are trying to make sure that they can keep Holtz. They want to keep their draft picks. They want to keep their top prospects in the system as well. I mean, to get rid of Janssen and that salary, that opens up even more money for guys to get re-signed in the summer. Yeah, uh, but like I said, Alexander Holtz would be hypothetically involved. In yeah, that yeah, so. if – yeah, I mean, if he but if he's part still, of it, that is still a good deal for um, the the Devils and Tom Fitzgerald should take a bow because the reality is simply this: the Sharks were probably going to get a little greedy, the Devils were probably going to get a little greedy as well. What do I mean by that? Well, here's why uh, greed is one of the seven deadly sins, my friends, because you got the Devils saying, "No, you can't have Luke Hughes. No, you cannot have Shimon Nemetz. 
no, you cannot have Dawson Mercer. Pick someone else kind of thing. And then the Sharks are like, well, we see Dawson Mercer doing is doing so well. What about a one-for-one type of deal, you know? Uh, and, and you're still going to get the better player as a result, but we might get the, the player who probably has more potential. We don't know. So I that's what I was concerned about. I was concerned that the Sharks would raise their asking price just because, you know, you got Dawson Mercer has been going on a tear the last few games. And when I was seeing the report saying that uh, Shimon the Mets, Luke Hughes, uh, and, and I think originally someone said Alexander Holtz was not involved in the deal. I was like, oh, I have a bad feeling about this. A terrible feeling that maybe, just maybe, Dawson Mercer was involved in it. I don't yeah, think well, you would have had. I don't think you would have had Mercer involved in it, but I feel like the package might have been a little bigger if Timo Meyer was extended. I think the fact that the Devils came off of the thing and said, "You know what." We're going to do this without the extension right now. We're not worried about signing them right now because we already know we can, we'll be able to probably get it done. I think that lowered the cost, even though it still costs a lot. I figured it still lowered the cost. And, you know, like, you know, Jim had said before and whatnot, Alexander Holtz is known for his shot. Now his skating isn't the greatest. No. But, and it does, it wasn't fitting in the system, but. You know, it seemed like great from the start. He was in Lindy Ruff's kind of doghouse. And you can't play a kid one game and then, you know, he scores. And then you bench him for six. And then you put him back in, he scores again, or he makes a defensive play. And he does he does this. And then all of a sudden, okay, no, we're going to bench him again. But you don't give him an opportunity to the top players. At that point, it's just as much as he was drafted seventh overall, and whatnot, like Dawson Mercer obviously looks like the better player right now, but at the same time, if you don't give the kid a chance to play, how do you know? And it just, he was, at this point, Holtz was becoming blocked from finding a spot in the lineup, just the way everybody was performing. It was, I think, for both parties' sake, it was just, it was time to move on. Yeah, and for Alexander Holtz, when was his chance coming? That was my thing, because he's not a good skater. But the thing I, I say could be a selling point in a deal like this is like, look at his numbers in Utica. Look at his numbers in the AHL. He's lights out. So you see the potential is there, but he's not being given a fair shake at it. Now, if the Devils were the Devils last year, I think Alexander Holtz uh, puts up much better numbers. Now, he did appear in a decent amount of games last year, but still it was a very small sample size. Didn't really do anything. I was just like, okay, if the Devils struggle this year, Maybe Alexander Holtz will be given a bigger role and maybe just maybe you'll start to see that potential blossom a little bit more. So the thing I say for Alexander Holtz is that just get him a skating coach and have him work on it during the course of the summer. And maybe uh, you can start to see those AHL numbers translate to the NHL level. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, look, I've always been a fan of Holtz, the terror twins as they were known him and Lucas Raymond for team Sweden. Uh, those guys were always killing it at the World Juniors, but it looks like the details are coming in on this on this uh, Meyer trade even more. Uh, Elliot Friedman said that uh, Nikita Ohotyuk, uh, along with Andreas Janssen, are going to the Sharks. Uh, it appears a per Shana uh, Goldman at, of the Athletic, a conditional 2021st, and Shakira Mohamedoulin are also going to the Sharks as part of this Meyer deal. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, can we- can we go back to, okay, so Fabian Zetterlin, that 2023 first-round draft pick, like Shayna tweeted out earlier, 
Yeah. The other Shakir Mukamadoulin and Nikita Oholtuk. Yep, and a conditional first. And a conditional first. That wow! If that's the deal. Yeah, I know. If that and Alexander Holtz is not involved in it, right? Doesn't look like it. Tom Fitzgerald, you you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that. Dave 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 Panyota of the fourth period. Trade details starting to come through. Hearing Meyer and Harrington for a package that includes Mohamedoulin, Zetterlin, Janssen, Ohuku, and a 2023 first-round pick. Okay, okay. It, I can't cuss on my show, so I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> okay, there we go. I got. I, I Unfortunately, I, I got to follow uh, the locked-on guidelines, so I, I, I got to limit the amount of cursing. But Tom Fitzgerald, you son of a bitch, you did it. You didn't have to give up Alexander Holtz. You didn't have to give up Dawson Mercer. You didn't have to give up Sharon Govich. You didn't have to give up Nemets. You didn't have to give up Luke Hughes. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's a great deal. Now, again, again, I haven't seen the confirmation also on the conditional first in 2024, but even still, if you have to throw a conditional pick in there, you're not, like you said, not giving up Holtz, not giving up Mercer. These, this is a great deal by Tom Fitzgerald, and he's always known how to make these hockey deals. Uh, and if because if the Sharks were concerned about Holtz's injury, maybe they had to go to another player like a Ahotio and have two D-men part of this deal. See, I love Nikita Ahotuk. I love his physicality. I love what he brings. I think that's the prospect I'm going to miss the most. So, guys, before we uh, close out the show and I get your final thoughts, I have some words uh, from my buddy Jersey Joe, uh, who is traveling right now. He says, having Timo Meyer in exchange for a few pieces not named Shimon the Mets, Luke Hughes, Dawson Mercer is huge. The Devils have a big winger to put on Nico's wing, and not only is a Sasquatch style of a player, but he has a nose for the net like a shark smelling blood. In New Jersey's waters, eating big on scoring chances, the Devils added a big piece that not only will be here for the playoffs, but for many fruitful seasons. Moving on from uh, Mukama Doolin means we have room for a few other prospects outside of Luke and Shimon, who are already going to be franchise pieces on defense. So, And I will just – sorry, Trey. I'll just chime in. Uh, I just got the notification from Pierre Lebrun. Uh, pending the trade call, the deal is done. Uh, Timo Meyer is a New Jersey Devil. Guys, guys, Timo Meyer is coming. He's, he's on the way. He's, he's on the flight. He's on the flight. I gotta oh, see. and I just I just got an update from uh, NRD. Uh, word is Ken Danico is going the other way as well. No, no, it's not. No, you're joking. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm like, how is that possible? You could trade. You could trade color commentators. <laughs> I don't think you. Honestly, I don't know what he could provide on the ice. I I mean, I don't think he could give you like 20, 20 or so minutes, but maybe for like anywhere from a minute to five minutes, maybe he could get out there and do a little something, but. Uh, man, this this was taking so long. I was getting to the point on Twitter where I was just like, yeah, I've uh, been told that Miles Wood still hasn't left the penalty box at the Prudential <laughs> Center and David Clarkson's still looking for his skates from when he fell over. Like, it was just, I was just trying to have fun with Devils fans, right? Like, cause we've been through some dark times, right? So, like, this is, this is huge for us. Okay, it's official, guys. So, Devils received Timo Meyer, 50% retained salary. Scott Harrington, that's a bit of a, you know, uh, whatever, I guess. Seventh, eighth, D-man. 
Yeah, I guess it just helps with the logistics of, you know, financial reasons and things of that nature, but, or roster space, whatever the case might be. But Sharks received Fabian Zetterlin, Andreas Johnson, Nikita Oholtuk, Shakir Mukamadoulin, conditional 2024 first round. So Tom Fitzgerald, he's got Dougie Hamilton, and he got Timo Meyer on the down low. So guys, um, Timo Meyer had a career year in points last year. He's having a respectable year this year. Obviously, okay, so my thing is, like, here's my final thoughts. Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes, and now Timo Meyer are, like, on the same playing field. They can rack up the points. They can rack up the goals. They can score. But uh, for Timo Meyer, uh, he's, like, a he's like a obviously a greater addition than uh, Nathan Bastian because Nathan Bastian, he likes to play around the net and try to, like, get those tipping goals or redirects, whatever the case might be. Timo Meyer likes to do that. Miles Wood, not an enforcer, but he is a pest. So he's not afraid to get under your skin a little bit. So that's what I feel like Timo Meyer likes to do as well. So you get the, the playing style of our baby big three in Heischer, Hughes, and Bratt. You also get uh, some splashes and uh, traits of Nathan Bastian and Miles Wood. We got one hell of a player coming to the Devils organization. That's my final thought. I want to hear your guys's. All right, so I'll go first. My final thoughts are, thank God it's over. It it took forever, cool. but it's over. Timo Meyer is an officially a New Jersey Devil. A great day to be a Devils fan. This team is going in the right direction. They get the job done. They don't give up key prospects. And they get a power forward that they haven't had in a while. He can score. You have a score. Guys, team has too many passers. Need a score. They got a big net front present. Now, Hughes or Heeshear don't have to go into corners when puck battles. That's what Myers for. Got a good hockey sense. He's going to fit right into this system perfectly. You have the Swiss connection there. This Devils team is only getting better. They got their big weapon pre-deadline. I wouldn't be surprised. They make a small move to add some size on that fourth line as well. Little depth move. Same with the Harrington move. But now... The Devils, they're a player. Again, they're a buyer, and you have to be happy about that because Tom Fitzgerald is doing things the right way for this New Jersey Devils organization. Jake, I need to hear your thoughts, buddy. Uh, first off, I'm going to say, by like I'm going to reference Trey here, Tom Fitzgerald, you beautiful, bald son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's in. I'm going to reference sort of what Jim said too. Um, you know, the last couple of years, um, we've all kind of talked about um, uh, what's the direction of this team. Well, Fitzy's come in, he's put pieces in uh, up in the front office and whatnot. This team finally has a direction. It's not the owner saying, okay, we want to do this, but the other GM's going, okay, I want to go this way. Everybody's on the same page. They're finally on the right direction. This core moving forward. The fact that he didn't give up Holtz in this deal is absolutely fantastic. Uh, gives the kid time to go play in Utica, develop, didn't give up Gritschuk as well. The Devils got some nice pieces coming here. They're, they're, they're going to be a scary team moving forward. And, um, you know, let's just enjoy this ride. Um, whatever happens down the stretch and in the playoffs, let's just enjoy it. And just remember, this is just year one. And uh, it's only going to get better from here. And, uh this, the Devils are back, baby. So uh, NHL, uh, look out. The Devils are on the rise. Guys, 
Jake Wakely, Jim Berenger, thank you so much. This was our initial reaction to the Timo Meyer deal. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.